Hey, good morning, guys. My name is Chris Aquez, and this is your best life defined because we all deserve the opportunity to live our best life. So, so imagine the imagine the heartache, divorce, and relationships breaking up. Are I mean, it's always tragic. Um, but imagine what how how it is or how tragic it is when the when people break up not because they don't love each other but because they can't communicate and they can't figure out a way to work through their issues. And I bring this up because that's exactly the situation my wife and I found us in ourselves in. And it was a, it was a near tragedy for us. And I want to kind of uh, dedicate this entire podcast to Brene Brown and in particular to her book, The Power of Vulnerability, because it actually changed our life. It actually saved me as an individual, and it saved our relationship. And, and you know, I think given uh, when I look at it, I think it actually saved my wife, too. We learned a lot about ourselves and a lot about shame, and it gave us the insight we needed at the perfect time to actually save our marriage. So a little history on us. Sandy, my wife, Sandy, um, and I, we, we were high school sweethearts. Actually, we were actually junior high sweethearts. I met her when she was, I probably met her when she was 13. She used to be my cousin's best friend. And then she was 14. And at that time, I had gotten my driver's license. I was 16. And we kind of ha- hung in the same circle. And, you know, one thing leads to the other. And pretty soon, this little cute blonde uh, caught my eye. And we start talking. And we start hanging out. And before you know, we are in love. And... I mean, it was, we had a great time. I remember spending hours at the park rolling around on a blanket, listening to old, a rock and roll. It wasn't old-time rock and roll. Then it was rock and roll because back then they, those bands were just coming out. But we would roll around on a, on a, on this, on a, uh, on a blanket in the park and just talk about our dreams and about how wonderful our life together was going to be. And little did we know that by the time Sandy was 16 and I was 18 we would be married with a baby on the way. And uh, I remember our wedding night, there were, there were six people in attendance at our wedding. One of those was a, was a wedding crasher. My, my wife's brother decided to show up even though he was told to stay away. And then, of course, we had our witnesses. But, but that was it. And I wasn't sure. I mean, we had this, the ceremony, which lasted all of about 10 minutes. There was a little bit of small talk and everyone went on their merry ways and then I went down to Sonic picked up burgers and that was our wedding dinner and I remember sitting on the old broken down hide-a-bed couch that my mom and dad had given us in the living room of our very first house and it was we were just it was quiet Sandy was crying I wanted to cry but you know even back then guys don't cry men don't cry you don't cry don't show your emotions so I, I can imagine if I think back to who I was back then, I can imagine I was actually a little frustrated with my wife for crying. Even though she was 16, we didn't have an education. We were both high school dropouts. We didn't really have, she had a job and I, I was drawn unemployment at the time. I was making $79 a week. And, uh, but we really didn't have any plan or any future. And, and we grounded out. We, we've actually been married 39 and a half years now. And life is amazing. I love my wife more than anything in the world. And, and our relationship is great. And she loves me. And I wanted to share the story of how that occurred. So we we got our education and we managed to secure really good jobs. And eventually we owned a really nice home. And we were living the American dream. And our we have three children now. And they're all grown adults. And, and they're independent. And, and, and they're wonderful people. And we have great relationships. But 
as time progressed and, and your kids start to grow, um, the one thing that my one thing that Sandy and I was never really able to do was to communicate. I mean, there was no there was no lack of love between us, but we just every time we would have an issue, the same cycle would 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 happen. We would she would have an issue, I would say something, she would say something, I would feel shame, she would feel shame, and nothing was ever resolved. And in and in the early years, um, I remember you'd kiss and make up, and 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 then everything would be okay the next day. But the truth was everything wasn't okay because in spite of all the love we shared, it just it just wasn't working. And as time went along and our kids grew up, we I think my daughter, my youngest at this time, was probably a senior in high school. She was getting ready to to graduate. And you know, after thirty some years of this battle, a lot of resentment, a lot of mistrust builds up. And and pretty soon you find yourself wondering, do I do I even want to do this? I mean in spite of all the love and all the history, do I really want to continue to stay in this? And I was at that point, and we had some big changes coming. I was getting ready to retire early, which was an unexpected event, and I don't know. I just and I just was ready to call it quits. I really was. And it was about that time my son, who was he's an adult and he was in his own relationship, he sent me a, a link to Audible. And he sent me this book. It was called The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. And when he sent it, he never imagined that I would even read it because I was a warrior. I mean, I went from law enforcement as a deputy sheriff to a uh, to working in a federal prison. And I I didn't have feelings. The only feeling I had was anger and intimidation. But I think the universe has a way of making things happen when they're supposed to happen, especially when there is value in what's going on. And I needed that book. And I didn't tell my wife, I didn't tell my wife anything about the book. I actually listened to Brene Brown's book three times in a row before I ever approached my wife. And, and subtly I was introducing some of that stuff to my wife. I would, I started by the time I'd listened to the book the second time, I was I was starting to apply some of those principles to my life, and I was setting aside some of those triggers that allowed me to, or that shamed me and made me react and 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 lash out like I would with a, I mean, armor with my armor. I had my armor on. I would go warrior on my wife, and not physically, but of course, it wasn't it wasn't a good situation. And I remember in 2016, I had retired. And my wife still had two years of work, and that was kind of a that was a sore sore spot. It wasn't something we were actually uh, she was actually happy about. She wanted to be retired too, and and I remember she came home one day, and I was sitting there doing what I do as a reti- newly retired guy, and I, I think I was probably talking about my day, how I went and rode fourteen miles on my mountain bike and worked out and did all this stuff, and and it just it was a trigger, and it triggered one of those battles that we're so familiar with, and. And turned into this fight. But what was interesting was I had been, I'd listened to Brene Brown's book three times by then. And I had made the decision that I was not going to be that person. In fact, I was going to be the best person I could be regardless of what choices my wife had made. And I had suggested to my wife to, to listen to the book because I thought it would help. And because of the resentment and all the history that we had together and all the heartache that we had together, she refused. 
but that didn't stop me. So we're sitting in the back room of our house, and it's kind of a sitting area, and it's a nice place, and that's usually where we greet, and we're sitting there, and the issue comes up of me being retired and a few other things. And, and, then, and then our discussion falls right back into that cycle that, that most couples get into. And it starts to turn into this, or strives, tries to turn into this conflict. But what was ironic about it was I wasn't there anymore. And instead of me responding to her triggers, her switches like I was do, she'd push a button and she could pretty much predict what I was going to do as a result because that's how we had been. I didn't respond. And I remember telling her, listen, listen, honey, I love you. You are the most important person in my life. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to fix this. What do you need? What do you need? And I remember joking because once as as we grew, uh, well, let me back up here. And that caught her that caught her completely off guard. And so she took another avenue to get the get to, get our debate and argument back on track like it's supposed to be. And again, my response was one of kindness and empathy and consideration. I I will do whatever I need to do to fix our relationship and I was committed to that because I could no longer continue that fight I was done I was broken on the inside I was just completely depleted of it and and I was committed to my new goal with her or without her so after a couple more issues and she she finally realized that I wasn't going to battle with her the way I did well I with the way I had in the past she kind of she started crying. She was crying, and then I just told her, I says, "Listen, if you're not ready to talk about this right now, that's fine. But we will we will talk about it. And I promise you, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm not going to walk around angry as a result of it, because we have to find a new way to get better. We have to find a new way to understand each other and to communicate communicate with each other if we're going to survive this." And I walked away. What was interesting is that's the approach I continued to take. And it took a while for us to get back to that particular conversation. But what was funny about it was apparently at some point, as I continued to be the person that I was and not allow shame to trigger anger in me, my wife started throwing a lot of the same catchphrases that Brene Brown uses in her book like authenticity and and shame. I heard a lot of conversations about shame. She would she would out of the blue all of a sudden she'd say, "Don't be trying to shame me." And all of a sudden I knew I was like, "Yeah, she listened to the book." And it was cool because I there was light at the end of our tunnel because of what we had learned together as a couple and and as we've continued to progress, I was excited because now I mean, we were friends. We were I mean, it's one thing to love someone, but to be true, tr- truly be friends with them and, and be excited about what they're doing and their stories and, and just to embrace those moments, even if what they're telling you, you've heard before. It was, it was amazingly cool because we were growing. And I have to say, we would not be here today. We would not be here as a couple, had it not been for that book, for Brene Brown and the, and her words in The Power of Vulnerability. And, and I have to give her 100% of the credit for giving us the message that we needed as a married couple when we needed it. And 
and since then we've we've done a lot of stuff i mean we've been through a lot of stuff that most couples would not have been able to survive i mean we got on this track and uh after we became friends and started talking about our life together we started walking and that's a big issue too um walking is a key element of developing a great relationship which we hadn't been i had worked two jobs for most of my life and when we finally got connected i was actually enjoying our time together and we started walking together and of course i'm ocd i i go i go way over the top on everything i do okay i'm not halfway on anything so our walking turned into day hikes within a month of day hikes we were at a sporting goods store buying everything we needed to go backpacking and we spent three years hiking in the back country of Colorado which wouldn't have been possible if we had maintained our old relationship if we'd maintained those old habits related to how we communicated with each other because I mean I'm not an outdoorsman per se I mean I've camped but I've never like survived in the wilderness or anything so there's a lot of stressors associated with going into something like that. And if you don't have solid communication skills and understand yourself well enough to know when shame is at work dictating your attitude and, and your responses to your partner, it can, it can get devastating. It, it can be devastating. It almost killed our marriage. You know, and, but now we've done that and, and we actually went so far as to liquidate all of our assets. We actually sold our house. And we collaborated as a couple and as friends to hit the road. And now we've been we've been traveling full time for the last three years. We sold our house almost four years ago, um, and it's been an amazing adventure. And those are not things you're able to do if there's if there's un, un there's unsettled issues and and resentment and things that are created because you don't have the ability to communicate or because shame is pushing your responses. And, and that's truly, that's truly what it was with us. So, you know, I guess the reason I'm sharing this with you is because my life is amazing because of the work that Brene Brown has done because of her book. And, and I, and I believe she, she, she deserves the credit for that because I mean, some people say, well, you know, that really made an impact on my life, but they never expound on it. So if you have a chance, um, and like, I'm not, I, Brene Brown doesn't know I'm doing this. I'm not looking for a link or any credit. What I'm doing is telling you that if you have a relationship, and no matter where your relationship is, and you want to take it to that next level, I would strongly recommend, go ahead and pick that book up. Do Audible or read it or read it together or do something like that. Because for me, coming from where I was, because I had a terrible childhood and even growing up and being married, there was a lot of shame and a lot of shame triggers that just basically destroyed my ability to be objective about anything that was presented to me. And now I can say that, you know what, it's not an issue. I don't feel threatened when my wife approaches me with an issue because I trust her. And I know no matter what my emotional response is to it, it is not her intention to shame me. And not only that, but as a tough guy, I've actually gotten to the point where I can say, are you trying to shame me? Because I'm feeling a little bit ashamed right now. And instead of letting those things linger and build up and turn into the cancer that destroys ourselves and our relationships, by saying that, that issue is resolved. Because the other thing that we learned due to Brene Brown 
is our ability to be, be able to step back and respect each other's boundaries when it comes to issues that we're not ready to talk about or we don't want to talk about. Well, I remember when I was younger and I, she would clam up. I'd be like, no, you're, we're going to talk about this. And I'd get all pissed off and I'd re-engage and get her back in a conversation that was going nowhere. It was just destroying our relationship. So take the time if you're interested in adding more value to your life and living your best life possible. There's no better way than to improve your relationship and bring your relationship with the person you love to that next level. And I guarantee you, if you're open-minded and you actually read the book and, and listen to, or listen to the book on Audible, you're going to achieve what your goal is. You're going to have that partner that stands by you and that you can work together. And all of a sudden, your energy towards living your best life is compounded because it's not one person working for the same goal. Now it's two. So, hey, I, I hope I didn't uh, put any pressure on you tough guys out there. I didn't... Uh, well, maybe I maybe, maybe do want to put some pressure on you tough guys out there. Either way, hey, listen, as always... My name is Chris Huck is, and today's your day. I mean, make it a good one.